of a generalist. I want to be more like the average Joe. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to episode number 10 of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Today, I'm joined by the host of Ancestral Health Radio Podcast, James Kevin Broderick. We will be talking ancestral health and rewilding yourself. Enjoy the show. Hey, James, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast this morning. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Uh, you're, thanks for taking the time. The reason I approached you is, if you first of all, besides your name, the hairless ape. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of self-branded. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to stick or not. But you know, that's kind of. <laughs> I'm James, the hairless ape, Broderick. Yep. Where did the hairless ape come from? Well, it's actually kind of funny. I, you know, before doing what I'm doing now, it's been several uh, different renditions, and it it, it started from you know, trying to do a blog and then the blog failed. And then I tried another blog and that blog failed until finally I I did a pod, this podcast called Ancestral Health Radio. And the Hairless Ape kind of is, was a, was a previous website that I had. It's called thehairlessape.com, but it was just kind of an obscure name. I, I think if you weren't into kind of my small niche of ancestral health, paleo rewilding kind of sphere, you may not get the reference. So um, again, I don't know if it's going to stick, but that's just kind of what I uh, what I have as a nickname Man, for myself. It, it works, especially with the uh, ancestral health end of this and going into paleo and like you said, rewilding. You have a great podcast. Thank you. And, I'm, and you're growing like leaps and bounds, which is cool. Uh, and you're also in a tight niche you got some heavy hitters in your niche, of course. You know, how do you feel like about that? Well, you know what? It's I, I take it as like I'm kind of the student here. You know, I I feel like because there are big names out there, I'm not trying to position myself as as a big name. I'm not trying to be a guru. You know, I'm not trying to be an expert. I'm trying to be more of a generalist. I want to be more like the average Joe, you know, I'm kind of here, you and I are taking this journey together. We're learning this whole thing together, you know? And so I just want people to understand that, you know, I'm sitting atop shoulders of giants. And for those of us who I know don't have the time or the interest to go make these connections for themselves, I make that connection for them. So that's kind of where Ancestral Health Radio falls into place is it's, I find these people, they share their story and their expertise with expertise with us and we can take action on that to grow in that direction that is awesome dude so your show is the ancestral health radio yes and I've, i'll put the link for that in the show notes for the listeners uh let's go into a bar stool version if you will me and you sitting down for a cold one and i ask you what you do what is ancestral health Ancestral health is basically just looking at your health, the different elements or perspectives of your health 
through the lens of a 21st century hunter gatherer gardener. I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell. And then we could go down that path where what is that, you know? And I would just tell the person it's just how we view our health through the the lens of evolution. You know, how do we as a species fit into the web of life, you know, because I'm sure that if you were to take a chimpanzee from the wild and put it into a room and feed it cigarettes, you know, give it cigarettes, pizza and beer, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be too happy. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, that's a uh, awesome version. I like that. I like what you said earlier about, you know, some of the heavy hitters in this realm. And I'm right there with you. I'm this is, you know, something that is new to me and I just dig it. So and going with that, what is a little bit about your background before this whole rewilding concept? A little bit of backstory of on you. Yeah. Um, well, um, short kind of short version of that is I was raised by my grandmother in in Southern California. I kind of went back and forth actually between my my mother and my grandmother when I was younger. And basically my mother's side had a lot of health and drug-related issues. And six out of eight of my, or rather four out of six out of my um, aunts and uncles passed away from drug and health-related illnesses. And my father uh, a couple of years ago passed away from Parkinson's. So uh, for me, I've, I've really taken it upon myself to make sure that I manage some of the things that that could possibly go wrong for me in the in the future. Because when I was younger, I saw myself going down that same path. You know, I was kind of ruining myself with the whole stereotypical drug, sex, rock and roll thing. You know what I mean? Right. So I saw that that was happening to me. I actually got in trouble with the with with the law. You know. Okay. And and um, I got busted selling marijuana. Is essentially what happened. I'm totally open about it. And that just changed the direction of my life. I was actually addicted to to opiates and heroin, and it was just a really, really bad and really dark situation for me. And if it hadn't been for the police, you know, raiding my apartment and me basically losing everything, I probably wouldn't be here talking with you today. So from that point forward, I, I got myself a real job, and it was at this really cool little hippie health food store in Southern California called Mother's Market. And they really gave me an opportunity to learn and grow about my, grow myself and my knowledge about natural health. Okay. And when I was there, I learned about something called the caveman diet. It was called the caveman diet before it was called the paleo diet. Exactly. You know, from that moment on, it just kind of made sense, you know, uh, viewing things through this evolutionary lens. And I'd never really even thought about it. And as soon as I had started to apply some of these dietary practices, which I'm sure we could talk about later, they started to affect me in profound ways, which obviously led to me thinking, how if I applied other ancestral health practices or paleo practices in other areas of my life, how is this going to affect those areas? You know, if it has such a profound effect on my health as far as diet and mood and energy. Like, well, how is it going to affect me if I start applying these other quote unquote hacks, you know, that people are calling these days? Okay. You know, from there, I was just, I just helped a lot of people with their health um, around supplements, though, at that time and whole foods. So that's kind of my background. And then, um, you know, from there, I've done lots of odds and ends jobs, but 
uh, finally, I've I've gotten back and in, back into what I love doing, which is uh, doing the podcast, which is Ancestral Health Radio. That's awesome. I've been down the same rabbit hole, uh, but that's another story. Uh, and that's another thing that attracted to me is your honesty with all this. You know, in your first episode was I was like, wow, you know, you just came out and let it go, and bared your soul to, to whoever would listen, basically. Yeah. For all you out there, go back and listen to that first episode. All his episodes are amazing. But going down that area, what is rewilding? I mean, I understand the paleo or caveman diet, you know, and I follow that to the extent I make modified versions of that. Yeah, which I think everybody should. And uh, I add, you know, but our society today is I, I posted something on Facebook the other day about log cabin syrup mm. you know and people buy that stuff you know it's full of garbage it's a basically a chemical shit bomb right and when you look at the caveman diet where i'm going with this is the, the whole rewilding because mm-hmm. we really lost that in society yeah you know yeah so but there's you know you talk about the way you felt going from the rabbit hole to this whole rewilding self a lot of that has to do with the the health of the things you're eating versus the where you were eating back then so how i think of it is like so there's the paleo aspect where you know i think a lot of people are attracted to that just because you know obviously they want to lose weight and sometimes for me it, it was more of the philosophy and the idea of it just kind of made sense for me when I heard it. But, you know, when I ask other people, they're just like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to lose weight. That's, you know, and that's I, I heard that was the best diet to go try, you know, and I was like, OK, well, for me, I was more curious than that. And I wanted to follow it down the rabbit hole. So, again, you know, I wanted to see how to view other aspects of this like paleo type lifestyle to my to my other aspects of my life. And that's when I heard this term rewilding. And I was already doing this thing, quote unquote, rewilding without even knowing it then. And rewilding is basically the idea that we as a species have been domesticated. And the process of rewilding is the process of undomestication. So we're trying to undomesticate ourselves from a civilized culture that is, you know, impressed upon us, misconceptions, different types of technologies that outsource, you know, a lot of our strength um, as a species. And really, it's just going back to a time. It's it's actually not even going back to a time. I shouldn't say that because you can't talk about it linearly, right? We uh, basically, we want to be able to create what I call a transition culture. So think of it like this. So there's like people going in, looking at their health and they end up in paleo, right? So they're like, okay, cool. I'm shopping at the grocery store. Next thing you know, they take it a step further and they're shopping at their local farmer's market and they're meeting the farmers there. They go to the ranch, they meet the cows, you know, they, they pick up the chickens that they see on the farm. and Next thing you know, they're getting into hunting and fishing, and they're getting more deeper and deeper into this. And eventually, if they start applying these hunter-gatherer type practices, they, they'll realize that what they're doing is essentially rewilding, which is um, can be taken to so many different avenues. You know, you you can apply this rewilding concept to so many avenues, but it's essentially being a human in the most sustain sustainable way possible on this planet while following your ancestral roots, you know, where you came from, the traditions and, and um, 
ceremonies of your past. Okay. In today's society, how do you do that? I mean, I, I myself barely find time to go for a walk daily. So in, in that aspect of trying to do maintain a lifestyle or, I mean, not even a lifestyle, but pay the bills and doing this, going out and hunting, gathering and walking in the woods. How do you, how do you yourself fit that in? So for me, I, I view this as like um, a mentor of mine, Frank Forensich of Exuberant Animal. He has this concept called the long body. And it's kind of, if you think about it, uh, it the long body, as he describes it, is how we look at not only our fitness and our nutrition, but our community and tribe. So it's like our our, our whole environment and our tribe. So it's the long approach to things. So when it comes to rewilding, I can do it as fast or as slow as I want because I understand that this, is, this isn't something that's going to change or happen over a single lifetime. It's generational. So it's a lifetime practice for me. Okay. Understanding that this type of thing is just a lifetime, a long, it's going to be a learning process until the day I die. And when I can no longer learn anymore, that's going to be the day that I go, you know? And and how I approach this, that's exactly how I approach this. And I just take it one step at a time. So I got really good with my health and nutrition, you know, so I'm kind of that guy right now. I know quite a bit about health and nutrition. So uh, I'm okay. Well, then I'm going to start this time getting closer to my food ecology. So that's going to be getting more into hunting and fishing this year, you know, and for my movement practice, you know, I'm going to start incorporating more functional movements and working in these type of uh, movement, nutritious things that that mimic hunter-gatherer movements, you know, which is really just being outside. You know, if you go outside and you you hike and you move around in nature, you're going to be getting a lot of these natural movements. Right. Things like squatting, hanging, walking, very basic things, you know. And um, really, I want to focus on my mobility in that case. But it's these things I prioritize. I make sure that I prioritize them. My health is my number one priority, so I make time for it. Because not 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 only do I have uh, a regular job, you know, a nine to five job, but I also have my podcast, and you know, I got to do all the regular responsibilities of an adult. So it's it's just kind of where you can fit things in and understanding that it just it it's a process it takes time but it's patience and understanding again that it's just something that it's if you just are consistent with something it will eventually happen and let's talk about the diet part about a little bit what is your typical day look like what you eat what you consume are you ketogenic are you more paleo or a little bit of most with some Mediterranean thrown in? Yeah, I mean, I would have to say that last one right there. Um, but it's really, so I have, um, I'm trying to get to an ideal, you know, like I could talk about how I would like to eat and, and I can talk about exactly how I eat right now. So right now it is, um, I usually do something called intermittent fasting where I, I eat within an eating window. And I'm sure your audience is probably familiar with that if you guys had Jimmy Moore on. Exactly. Basically, I'm I'm practicing intermittent fasting. I don't eat, you know, basically breakfast. I don't, I stop eating at eight. 
I don't eat until 12 or 1 or 2. And I usually break my fast. It's real simple. Like I've got it down to like a, you know, and this is how I structure most things too. When when I look at meals and I try to put meals together, I think of like an egg. An egg is perfect macronutrients for supporting life. Right. Right. So I think of an egg as mostly fat, high in fat, moderate amount of protein, and it's fairly low amount in carbohydrates. So that's kind of how I think about when I'm putting meals together, but I, I, I'm even more structured than that. So I have my fatty coffee in the morning to sustain me so that I have, I get enough calories in through my day through healthy sources of fat from butter and MCT and things like that, medium change triglycerides from coconut products. On top of that, I will, once I break my fast, it's typically with some type of fermented foods, kimchi, uh, sauerkraut, um, pickles. It could be an, any number of fermented fermented products. It could be a beet kvass, anything like that. And then I typically follow that up with some type of homemade bone broth that I make. And that could be from any pastured animal. It doesn't really matter. And then I have two meals usually, two main meals throughout the day. And then I have a snack, which is typically a handful of uh, macadamia nuts. Okay. And those two meals are typically one, I make one, a giant colorful salad. And then my other meal is going to be usually a cup, two cups of both cruciferous vegetables or, um, you know, things like broccoli, cauliflower, um, cabbage, things like that. Right. And then uh, two cups of dark leafy greens. You know, I make sure that, that that's very, you know, most people, when they look at what I eat, they think I'm a vegan or vegetarian <laughs> because I'm the idea that, you know, it's, it really is meat on the side kind of idea. Uh, our hunter-gatherer kinfolk didn't always have access to, to protein, you know, so that's, that's always a really important thing to, to remind yourself. But that's kind of what a typical day looks like. That I've, I kind of structure it in that way, and then I, I try and lean towards as as kind of like a, a pescatarian style. I, I try to eat as much seafood as humanly possible because of that healthy DHA that you get from those those type of animals. Yeah. That's awesome. What's your favorite fermented food? Oh, man. I mean, it's really hard to... It's hard. It's hard. I, I mean, I go back and forth between just different types of sauerkrauts and kimchi, but um, it, it varies. I mean, I just, I like playing around with it, you know? There's, there's so many different varieties of, of fermented things that you can try and that I have yet to try too, so. Are you making your own? Yeah, we also, we make um, our own, like awesome. red, red beet um, cabbage. Uh, sauerkraut is one of my favorites. I would actually try that. I would, I would actually have, and if your guests aren't familiar with that, it's lacto-fermentation is just the pre-digestion of vegetables probiotic-rich vegetables from bacteria. So um, very, very healthy for your gut. Oh, yeah. And that's also why you feel so good. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's been new science saying that 80%, upwards to 90% of the serotonin created in your body is is found in your enteric nervous system, your gut. Yep. Your second it's a brain. huge mind-stomach uh, connection. Yeah, I mean, look man. at it. Just even when you look at it, it looks like a brain. Yeah, right. exactly. That's your second brain. You have one brain, and that brain is probably more more important, or as much important as the brain in your head. But and that's exactly that's exactly how I uh, why I put such an importance on the gut. But 
you know, things are changing for me too. So it's, I, I'm always learning new things for my guests. And so I'm always evolving things that are happening. So I, for me, it's going to be more, I'm also going to be more seasonal about my foods too. So see, eating in season is very important. My, one of my past, one, a guest that's going to be coming up on my podcast, uh, Dr. John, John Dulliard, he's, he has a book called the three seasons diet. Exactly. And that's something that I'm going to be experimenting with too, because he uses a lot of Ayurvedic or Indian, ancient traditional Indian or Ayurvedic medicinal practices. And um, so I'm going to start playing around with some of those ideas. You know, it's really just a huge experimentation, you know, finding out what works best for you, because what works good for me may not work for everybody, but the bio individuality concept and, and, and everybody's different. You're, I mean, I can't eat bananas because I, I'll gain weight quick when I have that much sugar. So I, if I eliminate bananas, I'm cool. But it, well, you could eat three or four bananas a day and not gain a pound. Yeah. See, you know what, though? For me, it's not even about, it's never even been about the weight at this. For me, it's always been about like performance and knowing that, you know, Later down the line, it's really protecting myself and, you know, any future children I may have. Exactly. So, uh, because, you know, with my father's neurodegenerative disease, you know, I want to make sure that I'm I'm taking care of those certain areas. Right, exactly. And and a question I get often asked or often asked, I'm sorry, is the how do I lose weight? I'm like, or what do I eat? I'm like, if you eat like we were born to eat. Or biblically speaking, there's a you know some diets on biblically based, but you know if we ate what our grandparents, or even go back our grandparents, or my grandparents, or my grand grandparents, if we ate like them, we wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, I'm, I mean it, things are totally different, even though you know from them to now though that's the thing we've been conditioned, we've created food these days that I want people to understand that we've created food these days that are. I mean, they're just addictive as drugs, you know, it's maybe even more so, you know, so sugar is 10 times more addictive than cocaine, they say. I mean, think about it's sugar, salt and fat. They they have they have hooked us, you know, so it's really understanding that who do you want to give your power to, you know, and if the simple answer is cook at home. You know, cook at home. It's really, it really comes down to that and, and try experimenting. Again, kind of follow your own personal philosophy and try things out. I just listened to your episode, uh, I think it was today, actually. Uh, I'm a big fan of mushroom coffee. Mm-hmm. Yep. When, when I tell people I have, I drink mushroom coffee, they look at me, look at me like I have a third eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so um, I I just interviewed a gentleman. His name is Taro Isokalpala. He is the founder of Four Sigmatic, and they sh- they sell coffee elixirs and uh, and hot cocoa products infused with medicinal mushrooms. Right. And so yeah, so it's funny because as he said, you know. Drinking mushrooms, if anything, is one of the most ancestral things, one of the most ancestral ways you can consume these type of things. And um, it was just a good episode because he breaks down exactly some of the things you might need to know 
when you go out mushroom foraging, some of the cool Finnish practices, ancestral Finnish practices that he and his family used to do, and that there's uh, every man rights, and fin- how Finland's laws are so much different than here in in the states as far as um, what you can and can't do in the forests. But um, yeah, just a really good episode on on the different. Types of like what is what type of mushrooms are what is a fruiting body what is mycelia and basically I can go into those real quick you know fruiting body of a mushroom is is essentially it's like an apple off of a tree you know it's the all the accumulated energy from from the mycelium or this web like network that that is underground under grass soil things that. Uh, just basically anywhere you can step on natural land um, is covered with this stuff. It's a web-like material, kind of like the fascia of your body. Um, it's it's kind of like the the body bag of the earth. It's weird. It's interesting, but really, really, really cool. And um, one time a year during its per- perfect season, it pushes all all of its nutrients into a single point where it fruits and creates a fruiting body or, or a mushroom. And so... That's kind of the life cycle, uh, and I'll go through the life cycle real quick too of a mushroom. I might as well. Is um, so there's there's a spore, and it, this is exactly what Taro says. There's a spore, and it's basically a seed, and it pollinates the gr- pollinates the ground into something called a hyphae. The hyphae turns into the mycelium, which is that web-like structure, and then it has a symbiotic relationship, typically with trees. Or dead, dead or decaying material, which again are going to be trees for the most part. They will um, use that symbiotic relationship to gather nutrients and then provides uh, polysaccharides or sugars to to the trees, which is really kind of cool. And they've even done studies now that that's kind of how trees can communicate to other trees too, is by using this mycelium type network underneath the ground. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah, but. Yeah, basically, I follow something called conscious omnivory, and it's the idea that we eat from these four kingdoms of life, and that's plant, animal, bacterial, and fungal. So obviously, we know where plants come from. We know where animals come from. Uh, The bacterial part would be bacteria from fermented foods, and then fungal would be from the medicinal power of mushrooms, you know, Um, and that's kind of how I get a lot of my mushrooms in daily are from that coffee, which is from Four Sigmatic. It's just a really cool way of uh, kind of supplementing my diet. But obviously, I like to get as many things as I can from food. So the other day, I went foraging, and we have like a whole basket of ah, chanterelle dude. mushrooms right here. Chanterelle mushrooms. We might yeah. have to make this live to see the for these people to see the video of this. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got to clean these off, but yeah. So I I do forging and I and I'm learning all this stuff as I go. You know, I'm not an expert, but let me tell you how empowering it is when you know how to find and and hunt for your own food. You know, and to think that that's a if you were to go to any five star rest you know, or three star Michelin star restaurant, you know what I'm saying? Like go to Noma in in uh, where's that? I forget where Noma is. I think it's in Denmark. Okay. But it's like one of the top top restaurants in the world, right? And the reason why they're the top restaurants in the world is because, number one, they have their own fermentation like science, like lab where they test these different types of fermentations and things like that. And then on top of this, they're big because 
they forage all their own food from their local bioregion, their wow. local area. So that's why it's so important. All their food is wild. So wild food is just the most, <laughs> the, the top of the top that you can go for. So think of it as that. And not only is it the top of the top, it's free. And it's so empowering because you get out there and you're getting a lot of these health benefits from being outside, you know, Shinrin-yoku, forest bathing and getting a lot of these um, compounds that you would, would that help calm and ease your mind and get you into that parasympathetic, that really calming state of mind. Exactly. It's, it's important that we, we apply these concepts because it's what's worked for us for millions of years. You know, that's that's the idea. And it, it's it's shown that, you know, around the advent of agriculture, the bone density of our of our skeletal structures decreased and our brain size has gone down, you know. So that's just, you know, case in point. I like to I like to tell people that, you know, we were ha- happier and healthier um, back then. You know, our we, we had, didn't have the environmental part down, you know. That's what we have now, but our quality of life, I would say, is a little, um, it's a little skewed. It's a, it's interesting oh, now. I mean, <laughs> even even myself, I find myself going. Oh, I said something. This I I can't remember the last day I took just to disappear. You know. Yeah. And and that's one thing I like about fly fishing trips. I could fish for eight hours and catch two fish and be completely. In a whole new level, yeah. So, and that's 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 something I'm like really excited to work on myself. It's fishing. That's something that this year I wanna I wanna work oh, on you're myself. You're in a great place, and you got some great rivers right out there and lakes. Well, that's good because I don't know because I'm never I'm not really familiar with fishing. I've got a couple buddies that fish, but like I'm uh, I. I I fished when I was like super young with like my grandpa, you know what I mean? That, that kind of thing. So something I got to relearn, just another one of those skills that I got to relearn. That's awesome. And it's, Go do it's it. interesting. Too. Yeah, I want to. I want to. And it's just food sovereignty. Uh, please, I mean, that's like my, that's like going to church for me. It's like, oh, I just. Super meditative. Oh, I, like I said, I could, I could catch one or two fish all in an eight hour period and go, man, that was an awesome day. Oh, cool. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. We'll be back in a minute. We all know that eating healthy is a part of becoming a better person. But if you're finding the organic and non-toxic products too expensive or hard to find, then ThriveMarket.com, the healthy online shopping club, is your solution. Like the Costco meets Whole Foods for everything healthy online, you'll get the best organic and non-GMO brands up to 50% off retail prices shipped nationally to your door for free within two to three days. When you become a member, ThriveMarket.com will donate a free membership to a low-income family, teacher, or veteran so we can all thrive together. You never have to pay full price for healthy food again. Go to thrivemarket.com slash the rebel health coach to get your free jar of coconut oil and 15% off your first order. This offer is valued at $18 and available for our listeners only on this special link. So here it is again, thrivemarket.com slash the rebel health coach. So, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out today for me. 
I love your podcast. I love what you Thanks, are man. doing. And I, and I love that you're absorbing all this knowledge in a way to share it with the world through your podcast. Because uh, a lot of us, like, don't take the time to just smell the roses anymore. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. It's one of the things that, you know, our society tells us, you know, speed up. We need to hurry up, hurry up and do this, hurry up and do that. When really that's that's the problem. We need to slow down. Exactly. Slow down, you know, just like we were talking about earlier. It's not, it's not, oh, I need to, how fast can I do this? How can, fast can I trans, transition into doing all this? It's like, no, you know what? I'm just going to take my time and I'm going to learn how to do this at my own pace. But as long as you have the knowledge and you just stick with it and you're doing one small thing every day to make sure that you're living that congruent lifestyle, I think, um, I think you're doing pretty good. You know, and there's, I have a, a client, I was telling her the other day, you know, even if you take some of these podcasts out there for meditation, and just take 20 minutes or 10 minutes and sit with just listening to that. Regardless if your mind wanders in a million different directions, just listen. And it's so good for your head. It's so good for your heart. It's good for your, I mean, it's just so good for you and healthy. But I don't, and I'm, I'm as guilty as the next. I don't, so there's some days I don't even get a chance to do that. Yeah, it's well, you know, it's it's funny because there's a lot of things that I want to do. You know, that's that's one of the that's another one of the the pitfalls. You know, is that we're overstimulated. You know, we we are so overstimulated these days, and that's why disconnecting and having these type of rituals, these self care rituals for yourself, is so paramount. Right, taking care of ourselves and and taking care of not only our our body and our nutrition. But making sure that, right, you got the head game down. You know, you're taking care of, you're taking care of number one, because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. And that's kind of how I think of things. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw a meme the other day. I mean, God knows where meme came from. I, I was born in 59. So this meme thing is just a whole new level of social society to me. It's like, okay, social is, I don't know. It's just crazy. But I saw this meme, and it had Michael Douglas from one of the movies he was in, and it said something about, now that I'm older, I understand the, the movie more. It was one he went crazy and started shooting people up. I forgot the name of the movie. But, you know, it's crazy. Some of the things that it, you wonder why people are going off on other people going down the road these days, you know? There's a lot of people out there too. (laughs) You know, I'm going to be honest, like the only time that I feel like I ever get upset is when I'm on the road. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's just, um, that's another reason why I just want more space, you know, for myself. I just, how do you get that where you're at? How do you get that space? Well, so that's what I'm, that's one of the pieces that I'm trying to figure out right now is, you know, uh, so I have this grand vision, you know, I have this huge vision for myself and and for the family that I want and everything. And I would, I wouldn't mind having some acreage and that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm keeping my eye out on, uh, you know, land watch. And I really, what my partner and I, my girlfriend and I want to do is just 
build a tiny house. We have one in mind, and it would cost around thirty-two, $33,000, about the same price as a sedan. Right. And I would own it, and I would put it on a piece of land, you know? And from there, we would we would eventually just build our own little tiny cabin or whatever right. while we were living in this, you know, in this tiny house. And then eventually we would, you know, maybe rent the tiny house out to, you know, Airbnb, you know, whatever, do something like that. And again, we just want to raise a little family. And my partner wants, she's a teacher for um, emotionally disturbed children. She's a special ed teacher. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. She's, she's a super amazing person. And I want her to start it, you know, she wants to start a kindergarten, you know, a forest kindergarten here, you know, and she wants to somehow learn how to incorporate those ideas and do like an actual school so we can have children over there and do do that kind of thing, like a rewilding type school. Yeah. And I want to do my podcast. So that's, that's kind of, that's the, that's the thing. I just want to, when we first met, my girlfriend and I first met, I just told her, I just wanted to travel and just learn. I just want to learn and travel. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty much all I want to do. So, and th- this is again knowing that this topic that I I talk about ancestral health health is just so encompassing. You know, it it covers so many topics that it's something that I'll be forever learning. It, it's just something that you know I, I kind of find solace in that. I, it's nice to know that you know what it's it doesn't have to be all done at once. I don't have to be a perfect at any one thing. As long as I'm just making sure that that I am following this path, because it's it's what's worked again sustainably for humans for millions of years. So, yeah, exactly. And not only that, but we're less healthy than we were. Yeah, all whole picture. Yeah, I mean, it's you. So that's what they call evolutionary mismatch diseases, and that's because <laughs> that's a good term. And, and, and then that's the scientific term. And it it's because, you know, things like diabetes, you know, I mean, they, I think they have a term for it. It's metabolic, metabolic syndrome. Or, exactly. or, or, and so it, it's crazy. It's, they basically said now that if you live past 40, you know, you have a chance of like dying from four things now, you know, it's like <laughs> heart disease, mental illness. What is it? Diabetes. Uh, you know, there's cancer. I, 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 in cancer. There we go. That's, and that's what it is. So, it's insane to think about that, you know. So I'm going to do everything in my power, especially knowing what my family history is, to make sure that because it started off with just trying to optimize my health, and then also realizing that the optimal way to optimize my health is to do everything that would be optimized for a human. So as I look through, look at it that way, it, it just goes back to history and it goes back to evolution. And um, trying to bridge a divide between, I'm not trying to like totally eschew or, or remove modern day completely. I just understand that there needs to be like a transition where we're still, we can still have some of the, the luxury and the technology that we have today, but we ground ourselves with the ancestral wisdom and teachings of, of our hunter gatherers, you know, our forebears, the ones who were getting a lot of the things. Uh, right. And are now, you know, all this woo woo stuff is now being validated by science and it's no big surprise. <laughs> Amen. Man, you nailed that. And that's one of the reasons I got into this whole thing of healthy, making myself healthy is my father passed away of diabetic complications or metabolic syndrome and your kidneys go, your heart, you know, it's a whole big snowball effect. And 
you know, I got to that position and I was like, I can't keep doing, I can't keep following this rabbit hole. Yeah. Which is another rabbit hole in my life is that rabbit hole. And I'm finding more and more that most of us in this health industry and you following the paleo and discovering this, all right, we all have our story of how we got there. Mm -hmm. And it's, but you're, you're doing an awesome job with your podcast and you're doing an awesome job getting the word out there. And there's some, from somebody who's studying functional medicine and, and into the health industry, health, my, the health coaching side of this, it's good, great to see people like you getting the word out there to people who don't understand it and want to know it. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, as, as long as there's somebody who will listen, you know, my podcast will still be going. So That's awesome. it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I super appreciate that. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's funny because a lot of people don't understand that it's, it's not something that I just whipped together. It's something that I've been thinking about and pondering and was really just too afraid to do for the past like four years. You know, I, I, I've had an opportunity to do this and it just, just now, you know, I've had some people in my life just be like, Are, have you launched it yet? Have you launched it yet? Are you launched? Because I was becoming that person who was like, oh, I plan on doing this. And then, you know, it just never came into fruition. And now that it's starting to pick up some momentum with, with this project and Central Health Radio, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm really, really grateful. I'm just really excited because it's just an opportunity, like you said, to kind of get the word out because not everybody's willing to put in the work, you know, that it takes to be a podcaster no, right. or a blogger <laughs> oh, or somebody yeah. on social media, right? But because that's a lot, it's a lot of work. I don't think people understand, you know, it's it's like quite a bit of work and it takes a lot of, it takes money too, guys. Exactly. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't, this isn't cheap. I was in that same area and I, I you know, I kept going, okay, I got to launch, I got to launch, I got to launch. And I kept, I was such a perfectionist that I never, I would never get there. Yep. And so just prepping for this one, this episode, I mean, I, I must have put three, two or three hours just looking into ancestral health and the whole rewilding thing. So it mm -hmm. does take time and money, and I appreciate that. Where can our listeners go to find you? They they can find me on social media. Uh, it's James Broderick, um, or they can like the official Ancestral Health Radio Facebook page if they want to do that. That's facebook.com backslash Ancestral Health Radio. Um, or they can always go to the website, which is ancestralhealthradio.com. They can check out previous episodes, see if they like it for themselves. And uh, if they have any questions, they can always reach out to me at james at ancestralhealthradio.com. I'm always free um, to answer any questions if anybody has any questions or wants to hear anything from me in particular, you know? So um, I'm always a pretty accessible guy, so. Oh, man, that's awesome. One more question, and I always forgot about this. If you had three hours to kill, what album would you listen to? Ooh, three hours to kill, and what album would I listen to? Only one album, huh? One album. Oh, man. Okay. Jeez. That's hard coming, you know what? Because uh, I, I played in a few bands back in the past, so it's hard for a little a bando like me to to really think of uh, a single artist. Uh, you know what? I might, I like, uh, okay. So I would probably play any one of the albums from a band called 
animals as leaders. Animals as leaders. Yep. I mean, already from the name, right? You can tell it's it's exactly. my, my style, but it's <laughs> um, it, it's it's like a very progressive, um, jazzy metal band, but it's all it's all instrumental. So there's no crazy screaming vocals or anything like that. It's just kind of really groovy technical um, instrumental work. It's just really really good stuff. And that band was Animals as Leaders. Animals as leaders. All right. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks for the time. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having Have me on. Have a great day. Yeah. And, you too. Uh, and I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, let me know if you want to do it again sometime. Uh, okay. we'll dive into a more specific uh, topic or anything if you That's want. That's awesome, man. I mean, we could go mushrooms for hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mushrooms is something that I've been really recently getting into. Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I, I, if, if you're looking to get into mushrooms, just know that you need to know your trees. Exactly. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's probably the most important part right there that I tell everybody. And know your trees. Thank you for taking the time today, buddy. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Please go to my website, www.tomunderwood.net. That's T H O M. Underwood.net and grab yourself a copy of my free ebook, 11 Surprisingly Easy Changes to Be Your Best Self. It's under the freebies tab at the top of the page. This will also sign you up for my monthly newsletter, and I promise not to blast you with endless BS emails. Also, if you'd like to book a one hour consultation with me, at the bottom of the homepage, just click on the button. Schedule a free one-hour consultation. And if you really enjoyed this show, please go to iTunes and rate the show and leave me a comment. Have a blessed day.